and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with Dad and Daughter. I'm Lauren. And I'm Graham. And we talk lots and lots of different things, all to do about football. Uh, how nice was it last week having a chat with Gary Mabber, MBEA? Yeah, fantastic. What an inspirational guy. He was really, really nice. Really nice guy to chat to. And you can tell he does a lot of motivational uh, chats by the end of it. I was feeling quite emotional, actually, some of the things he was saying. And um, that's available for everyone to listen back to now. We should get more people on here. We get a nice break, don't we, when we yeah, interview people? Yeah, definitely. Don't have to interact as much together. Do you like that? Which is good, yeah. <laughs> right, so this week, we're going to look at Premier League players from all the current teams in the Premier League. So we've got 20 teams and two has had the most appearances for each club within the Premier League. So that's from 1992 season onwards. So five teams each this week, right? Kick off with Liverpool, straight in with one of the big characters from their Premier League history, which is Jamie Carragher. Interestingly, try and pick up how many matches people have played in the Premier League and different cups and stuff. He's played 700, over 700 games for Liverpool overall. 508, at least 508, uh, were in the Premier League. Scored four goals, 38 for England as well, but didn't score for England. Another one of these one club man, which is what I like to talk about. So 17 years with the same club. He's got the record for the most European appearances for Liverpool, 150. Oh, wow. Uh, which is incredible, really. He moved from full-back to centre-half initially. Uh, Rafa Benitez moved him into centre-back position, which he held for a long, long time. Won two FA Cups, three League Cups, one's Champions League, one UEFA Cup. And, of course, now he's a well-known pundit. Quite often sits by Gary Neville and they have a good bit of banter. Struggles to hide his favouritism, I think. Only he's biased occasionally on telly, but he's a good pundit and he knows his stuff, obviously. Apparently he was an Everton supporter as a kid. Oh, really? His first team debut was under Ray Evans uh, in the League Cup quarterfinal versus Middlesbrough, away, which they lost 2-1. And three days later, he made his first Premier League appearance in a 0-0, come off the bench, 0-0 at home to West Ham. Uh, he got on well with Gerard Houllier, apparently. Uh, in the 1999-2000 season, one of his most famous games... Uh, he managed to score two own goals <laughs> in a 3-2 defeat to Man United. That must have been very... Uh, oh, the United fans must have given him some proper stick. Oh, gosh, I bet. Talking of own goals, he had seven own goals in total in his career, uh, which is only beaten by Richard Dunn, who's got <laughs> ten. So good luck, oh, uh, no. Richard Dunn. Jamie Radnapp called him ultra-competitive, probably the most driven footballer I've ever met. That kind of sums him up, really. Yeah. He was a bit like Emlyn Hughes, crazy horse. Got up the pitch quite a lot, quite aggressive. Yeah, really good player, very consistent. Well, it's quite interesting because in some of our previous episodes, we talked about like goalkeepers. We mentioned all of our players in the best positions. We didn't mention Jamie Carrigan defenders. No, he's very good, though. Very, very solid player. Tough, tough player, actually. Old-fashioned. He's up there. And some of these players do overlap, but thankfully a lot of them we haven't talked about so far properly in our podcast. So Watford... Highest Premier League appearances. They've only actually been in the Premier League for five seasons. So back in 2015, obviously, through to the current day. So the highest Premier League appearances is Troy Deeney. Obviously, forward, striker, 154 Premier League appearances. So his first appearance in the Premier League was obviously August 2015 and to the current day. So he transferred to Watford in 2010 from Walsall for £500,000, which is a pretty much very much a bargain when you look at the impact he's had on the team. And like I say, in that first season when Watford were in the Premier League, he got 17 goals that season. And he's been their top goal scorer in the three out of the four seasons. And obviously, I know that 
currently. It's all up in the air, but he is currently the highest goal scorer for them in the Premier League at the moment. So he scored 43 goals overall in the Premier League. But I think in terms of Watford and Troy Deeney, he's kind of like the talisman. If he's injured, they kind of don't seem to be having that physical threat that he provides. Not necessarily the fastest forward, but he's definitely got an eye for the goal. And he's just quite intimidating, I suppose, for most defenders to be faced against him because he certainly gets stuck in, doesn't he? Yeah, another old-fashioned centre-forward, get his elbows going, pushes his way around. Yeah, no, he's... uh, Takes his chances well, though. You can see uh, see the goal and he takes his chances quite well. Yeah, so he is Watford's highest Premier League appearance, Troy Deeney. Sticking with some of the uh, teams who not necessarily had lots of seasons in the Premier League, Norwich and Russell Martin. Interesting, actually. Russell Martin played 278 games altogether for Norwich, scoring 16 goals. Of those, 125 were in the league because, of course, they were up and down a bit from the uh, championship. Defender played for, started at Wickham Wanderers, Peterborough, Norwich, went to Rangers, actually played in Scotland for a while. Walsall and then MK Dons. Also played 29 matches for Scotland, although he was born in uh, Brighton. But he, uh, for good reasons, chose Scotland, played 29 matches for them. He joined uh, Norwich on loan from Peterborough back in January 2010. Mood was made permanent. One of his sweetest goals must have been the fifth goal in a 5-1 victory over Ipswich. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the old yeah, farm dummies. the old farm derby, as it's called. <laughs> uh, Norwich Ipswich and he scored, like I said, the fifth in a 5-1 win. He was appointed club captain in 2013. And he had four seasons uh, in the Premier League with Norwich between 2013 and 14. And then 15 and 16, so four seasons in the Premier League with Norwich. Played 125 games, so a regular uh, he's been a vegan since 2014 for health reasons. All right, we talked about that when we looked at the grounds, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago? I was going to say, he might be a perfect manager for Forest Green Rovers if he's a vegan. They might yeah. pick him for that. And he's part owner of the largest vegan restaurant in the UK. And that's wow. interesting. I'm not sure where it is. And he's actually, I didn't realise this, he's manager at MK Dons now and has been since November, two th- November 2019. Win percentage, not great, 30%, wins one in three. Mm. Uh, but giving it a go at management, so good luck to him. And he was a real solid performer for Norwich. Not a big name, but a good, solid player. Well done, Russell Martin, who's the uh, highest Premier League, Premier League player for Norwich. Into Chelsea. Of course, 492 Premier League appearances. 492. It is John Terry. We certainly mentioned him on our Defenders episode. So we'll briefly just talk about his career at Chelsea. First appearance was in 1998. This is in the Premier League. And um, he came through the Chelsea youth training scheme. And then his last appearance was in May 2017. So he had 19 Premier League seasons. Obviously, defender, he won Premier League five times. Ronaldinho famously said he was one of the toughest men that he ever met on the field. I suppose, again, a lot of these players are obviously icons of the clubs because they've been in the Premier League for so long. But characteristics for John Terry, really, the fact that he was a commanding, no-nonsense style of player with very strong physical defender, like you want from any defending captain as well, obviously excelled in the air. Very intelligent positioning and anticipation. And then he's gone on to now, he does managerial stuff with Aston Villa, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. John Terry. So like I said, we've mentioned him before on one of our previous episodes, but in terms of Premier League appearances, he tops Frank Lampard for Chelsea, 492. Very good. And he is another uh, superstar, you would say. Ryan Giggs, Man United's, uh, he's got the most 
Premier League matches or Premier League performances appearances uh, for Man United. He's currently manager of Wales, of course, and co-owner, as we know, of Salford City, who've got quite a lot of mentions, actually, in our podcast this year, down in League Two for the first season, doing doing quite well, actually. Giggs was a one-team player, but he did start briefly with Man City and moved to United when he was 14. One of the most decorated players of all time. 13 Premier Leagues, four FA Cups, three League Cups, two Champions League. What an incredible... Ridiculous, book. isn't it? Uh, 672 appearances in That's the Premier League, 114 goals, uh, over a 1,000 senior games for Man United. 64 games for Wales, 12 goals for Wales. The first player in history to win two consecutive Young Player of the Year awards and the only player to play in the first 22 seasons of the Premier League and the only player to score in the first 21 seasons of the Premier League. Wow. So 22 consecutive seasons. Incredible, really. He's in the uh, PFA Team of the Century. Don't get any better than that. And he's still got the record assists in the Premier League so far, 162 assists, although you guessed De Bruyne might start to get near that, but 162 assists is a record. Got massive recognition, 2009, he was the BBC Sports Personality oh, of the yeah, Year. Of All that from his league debut, 1991 against Everton. He retired in 2014 after what an incredible career. Uh, he was player-manager briefly at Man United, of course, and he's now the manager of Wales. And actually, Wales, he's got a 47% win rate, which is one in every two matches. They've got a good team, actually, Wales, haven't they? Pretty good. That, I'm, I'm quite impressed with that. Yeah. And his best season, you'd probably say his best season, so illustrious a career, but 1993-94, played every match, 38 matches, scored 13 goals, which is good for his record. Very good. What an incredible, consistent player Ryan Giggs. Well I'm actually currently reading one of Alex Ferguson's autobiographies. It might have been his first one when he retired back in 2013 and he's got chapters on obviously a lot of the big players, Beckham's, Ronaldo, he's got chapters from Ryan Giggs and he said he's never seen anyone so dedicated to yoga. They say that's how he kept so fit. He's obviously oh, kept wow. playing through all these years. So uh, there you go. Do you fancy giving yoga a go if you want to be like Ryan Giggs? Maybe. Maybe. So Southampton, I forget that they were founding members of the Premier League in 1992-93. Southampton have had 21 seasons in the Premier League. So the highest appearances in the Premier League, Jason Dodd, 329 appearances. So his first appearance in the Premier League was 1992, like I said, founding members. And his last appearance was 2004 in the Premier League for Southampton. So he joined the club in 1989 from Bath City. There you go, for fifteen thousand pounds, and he played fullback. And in 1995-96 season, that was probably one of his highlights. He had the joint highest league appearances for the club with 37 appearances, and that was joint with Neil Shipperley. And during that season, he scored the winner for the one-nil victory over Coventry. So a good season for him. And then the highest season that Southampton finished in the Premier League for those first few seasons was 2002-03, where they finished eighth in the league and were runners-up in the FA Cup. And that was all managed by Gordon Strachan. But again, this is very much the era of Matt Letizia for Southampton. And yeah, Jason Dodd, solid at the back, 329 appearances for Southampton in the Premier League. Still the highest so far. Could do Leicester next, and Leicester's interesting because um, I'd have had quite a lot of guesses, and maybe wouldn't have guessed who it was. But it's Mussy, is it? Good, solid squad player. Actually, he signed first of all for Chelsea in 1993. Spent three years at Chelsea, but like a lot of players, spent quite a lot of time. They didn't get an appearance. He was loaned at Leicester in 1996. 
Obviously, when he was on loan, he played in the Leicester team that beat Crystal Palace in the playoff finals in 1996, getting Leicester promoted to the Premier League, at which point he signed permanently for them. Uh, he then spent eight years playing for Leicester and 260 Premier League appearances with 37 goals. Quite a good, solid player, actually. His first season in the Premier League with Leicester, they finished ninth. They had a great partnership with feisty Neil Lennon. That must have been a good player to play against, or play with, rather, that's for sure. 1998-99, finished 10th. And got to the FA Cup final, actually. Lost 1-0 to Tottenham. Following season 8th, so they were very consistent. And he was um, one of those players that would have been one of the first choices on the team list. Uh, really held the team together. He left after they were relegated 2003-2004 season. Uh, moved to Birmingham. And his comments when he moved, he said, I love this place. It's just a shame we couldn't stay up because I might have been uh, here <laughs> longer. He wasn't loyal enough to stay with them, but he did want to stay with them, but he wanted to carry on his Premier League career. He asked to be signed by Martin O'Neill. When Martin was at Celtic, he begged to be signed, but Martin O'Neill never never signed him. And his brother, Kamel, he made 420 appearances for Colchester. And he's now manager of Brightley and Sea Regents, a non-league team. And now Muzzy it runs a football academy with Steve Walsh, Leicester. Oh, okay. I think Steve Walsh, I think we talked about him as being somebody who'd been doing a lot of scouting for Leicester and found yeah. some of the good players. I think he found Kante, actually. So, yeah, so Muzzy it. He must have just picked it over Jamie Vardy then. Yeah, I think he's just behind him. He's going to overtake him soon, I imagine. Yeah. If ever we start football again. But, yeah, no, so Muzzy it. So, to another club that haven't had that many seasons in the Premier League, only the five seasons, but this player has definitely been a solid defender at the back. Capitano, 153 appearances in the Premier League. It is, of course, Steve Cook. So, Bournemouth came up in 2015-16, and Steve actually joined the club in 2011 when Bournemouth were in League One, signed for £150,000. And I suppose some of his career highlights... Back in December 2016, he actually scored the equaliser and then create the winning goal as Bournemouth completed one of the comebacks of the season to beat Liverpool for the first time in their history. And that was 4-3. And I actually watched it back, some of the highlights. And fantastic touch when he got the equaliser at 3-3. And then he tried to smack it from miles out and then... Uh, they ended up getting the rebound and so on, and then they scored the winner. So he was very pivotal in that game and probably would go down one of his career highlights, especially as a defender to score and then equalise as well in, in a big match like that. Cook is a defender, very traditional, like we're talking with John Terry, very physical, dominating, and he's been captain, obviously, as well for Bournemouth and maybe slightly has his up and down moments I think this season we're talking about the moment with the handball I think unfortunately he got a lot of stick for that probably when he was kind of was possessed by a goalkeeper at one point but overall I mean you used to play defender dad he's pretty good isn't he he's yeah very he's good. a very solid defender good good player actually yeah very good player So my last one, again, it's a team where you look at uh, Tottenham and you think they have a bit of a guessing game who they're most capped or most the player who's played the most Premier League games from. And it was Darren Anderton, 299 Premier League appearances with 34 goals. Shame he didn't play one more, he could have got to 300. But, uh, yeah, that's true. Well, and he's had kind of uh, just re- managed to remember just what a good player he was. He started at Portsmouth. Tottenham then on to Birmingham, Wolves and Bournemouth briefly. 30 matches for England. His striking partnership at Tottenham, for instance, with Teddy Sheringham and Nicky Barmby. 
some brilliant players actually turned down moves at least Man United 1995, Liverpool, Leeds all tried to sign him. When he played for England, Glenn Hoddle said he was as good as Beckham at crossing wow. and better at defending. 12 consecutive seasons in the Premier League for Tottenham. Had a bit of injury problems, but when he was fit, I would imagine he was one of the first names on the sheet. Only won one trophy with Tottenham, 1999 FA Cup, as I just mentioned, Mussy Izzet playing for Leicester, Tottenham won 1-0. And for England, probably one of the glory tournaments for England, the 1996 Euros, played a really important part in that, especially in the 4-1 win over Holland. Real famous times, but he was he was a brilliant player. His best seasons, probably 93, 94, 94, 95. Those two seasons, uh, in all competitions, he played 45 games in both. 37 in the league, so only missed one match and got six goals in the first season and five in the second. Probably one of the players that had that real uh, unique sort of combination of real flair, a real good uh, left foot, very, very creative, but also really hard-working. So a little bit like Dembele, who moved on last season, was it, for Tottenham? But yeah, you forget what a good... He was a really good player, a real hard-working but skillful player who would go into any England team and Tottenham team and be comfortable. So yeah, Darren Anderson, really good player, actually. And the last one, Aston Villa, highest Premier League appearances with 365, Gareth Barry. So he made his first appearance in the Premier League in 1998, just when he was 17 years old, and then last in 2009. So he had 12 seasons at Villa, scoring 41 goals, which is not bad as a midfielder. And he scored nine goals in the 2007-2008 season, where Villa finished sixth. And of course, Gareth Barry had a spell at Man City, Everton, and he still currently now is playing for West Brom, age 39. So we talk about gigs who kept going and doing lots of yoga. Well, whatever Gareth Barry's taken, we all should have it because he's 39, he's still going. Really reliable midfielder, very versatile. We've mentioned in the past people like James Milner. Gareth Barry certainly springs to mind as a versatile player, centre midfield, but also could go to left back, left wing, scores some great goals. Do you think he's been a bit understated as a player? I think a bit like Milner, he's never been the um, you know never been a, a sort of a, a hero player, but always been a real good squad player. Gives yeah. his all, fit as a fiddle. Yeah, very good player actually. Into Barnet of the week, I didn't make we didn't make Gary Mabbott do a Barnet of the week. I was slightly tempted to, to be honest. But anyway, who have you gone for Barnet of the week? Well, having rekindled my memories of Darren Anderson and just how good he was. Uh, having seen some of the footage from him from his times at Tottenham, Portsmouth, etc. I'm going for Darren Anderson, who uh, was consistently with a floppy mullet. Oh, okay. Yeah, consistent floppy mullet. Always uh, looked the part. Nice. Yeah, so I just think I wanted to dedicate, not a spectacular hairdo, but uh, just to remind myself just what a good player Darren Anderson was with his floppy mullet. Floppy mullet. It reminds me like Hugh Grant-esque or a bit more floppy. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> well, anyway, okay, so my barn of the week. I kind of had to dig through the archives, through all the the hair images online, and I thought Steve Cook, pretty standard bog, standard hair. No, no, no. In 2017, he dyed it blonde. Can you imagine that? Did he? Steve yeah, he Cook. did. Everyone apparently went down really well, and people thought it looked great, and that then maybe he copied Aaron Ramsey. So I'm thinking him and Aaron Ramsey kind of were like trendsetters, because obviously Sergio Aguero's doing it now. We've got David Silva, Arnautovic, Messi, Neymar, Steve Cook, I think, is a pioneer. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. So we've had... 
we've definitely had to dig deep for these Barnets of the Weeks, but who do you know? Steve Cook is a bit of a dark horse. And who is your Barnet of the Week? It was Darren Anderton. Right, that's it for this week. So we're going to have 10 more clubs. The rest of the remaining ones in the Premier League look at the highest appearances for each of those teams. The weather's looking lovely. Let's get out of here, I reckon. Yeah, let's get going. Right, we'll be back next week. Stay safe, stay positive.